It's time for the postseason of college football, Nate. Well, I Bowl the- games are set, playoffs, conference championships are done. Who cares about the season anymore? I know. I certainly, as a Husker fan, certainly we don't. Yeah, we definitely do not. However, there's a lot of good bowl games. We'll get to that down the road. We'll get to the playoff. But Nate. The conference championship. Conference championship weekend was stellar, Nate. Absolutely stellar. It was a good week. There's some several good games. There were several surprising games. Honestly, I hate to toot my own horn, but I say I pretty much predicted everything that was going to happen. Did you now, Nate? Did you? I did. I said Oregon was going to beat Utah. Thought Oklahoma would beat Baylor. That one's not that hard to predict. Well, it was close. That game went to OT. They went to OT. Baylor came back and fought. You know, before we get too ahead of ourselves, let's tell everybody, they're listening to the second string. Nate Mobach and Alex Fernando, all your college football news and analysis. We're going to break down the conference championship weekend for you. Nate, I'll let you do the honors. You you were predicting all the games, right? You said, which one you want to start with? I think we should go with the one game out of the five that was actually in doubt as it came down to it. That would be Baylor, Oklahoma went to overtime. Baylor ended up winning 30-23 to after one overtime. Who ended up winning? Oklahoma ended up winning. Did they? Uh, they th- did, they did you, end up winning. They, I thought it was the Bears, Nate. You, no, I mean, I, I was rooting for the Bears. That's what it was. Because no true Husker fan would root for Oklahoma. I don't hate Oklahoma that much, in all, all honesty. But what is wrong? You're, reg- regardless, you're a Husker fan and your family's an Oklahoma State fan. You should like despise Oklahoma in every way possible. I'm not that. I'm telling your mother. Yeah, she probably wouldn't like that. But... Uh, <laughs> The game was, on one hand, it was really close. On the other hand, Baylor could not get anything going offensively. They were down to their third-string quarterback. I was going to say, they played three different quarterbacks due to injuries in this game. Yeah. Eh. Baylor lucked out. Oklahoma had a lot of untimely turnovers. Baylor executed on some big plays. I know they were down double digits. They were down 10 points going into the fourth quarter, and they threw a 70-yard slant pass, and... Hey, stuff like that happens. I mean, props for them for taking advantage of it. But when all of your offense comes off of turnovers and, like, a couple of big plays, like, that's not a recipe for winning a game. And at the end, Oklahoma just was able to pull it out. I agree. Uh, Oklahoma, obviously, coming away with the victory. Jalen Hurts, another fantastic game, 287 yards and a touchdown. His legs always doing damage. Baylor, as we mentioned kind of riddled with injuries Brewer went down a couple times in the first half ultimately left the game brought in the second string and then ended up with a third string Zeno and he played pretty well again I thought he played pretty decent he, he had played a big, lot better than the second string guy I yeah think. he had the big slam pass for a t- big touchdown and I mentioned this after the first round of Baylor Oklahoma earlier this season uh, in Waco Baylor had the big lead and Oklahoma came back and I mentioned this to you after the game Baylor did not run the ball well Brewer was their leading rusher in that first game. Yeah. And I said coming into this game, if Baylor wanted to beat Oklahoma and have a shot at making the college football playoff, they needed to run the ball. They needed to keep the ball away from Jalen Hurts. Oklahoma's defense, give them credit, they stepped up tremendously. Shutting down a dynamic Baylor offense. Uh, I was watching this game and Oklahoma's defense was all over the field. Yeah, I know. For a defense that has been much maligned is not very impressive. They certainly forced a lot of sacks. They forced a lot of pressures. They were in the quarterback's face all game. It, you know, it's just a very impressive effort, especially for an Oklahoma team. Their secondary, they 
several players in their secondary went down with injuries over the course of the game. So it's props for them for really sticking in and holding tight, yeah, especially ha- towards the end of the game. Yeah, they held the Bears to 265 total yards on offense, just 35 on the ground. Yeah. 35 that, yards on the ground. You're not going to win a game if you run the ball like that, unfortunately, for the Bears. And I knew this game was probably going to go Oklahoma's way. It was really surprising when they tied it up. They, they threw a couple of big passes in the second half to really get them back into scoring range. I know when they had that one big pass on the final, their final drive of the game and they couldn't punch it in to go up and they had to settle for the field goal to tie it up at 23. I was like, Oklahoma's going to win this in overtime. I was like, they're the better team. They're playing better today. They have the better offense. I don't think Baylor has the tools to pull out this overtime shootout and went to the overtime, scored, Oklahoma scored in two plays, and Baylor went through the ball on first down, nothing, through the ball on second down, nothing. And I was like, well, this game, this game feels over. And and it was. So Oklahoma, rough- got, Oklahoma got a lot of pressure in this game, too, on defense. Finished the game with 15 tackles for loss and six sacks. Living in the Baylor backfield, that defensive front seven was putting a lot of pressure on, again, not Bre- not just Brewer, but the backup quarterbacks, really stuffing that run game. And the other key factor that I mentioned coming into this game, C.D. Lamb. Yeah, he was good. You want to hear his stats? Yeah, sure. Eight catches, 173 yards, and a 21.6 yard per catch average. Yeah, he's the best receiver in college football, and he was gone for their previous matchup. He was there for this one, and he made a really big impact on the field as expected. Now, we should switch from this Oklahoma-Baylor game. I think that one was the most impactful game of this Saturday, but in your opinion, what was the other? My most impactful game of this conference championship weekend was the Big Ten matchup, Ohio State and Wisconsin. I think in the grand scheme of things, you might be right there because Ohio State's performance against Wisconsin, they ended up pulling it out. After looking very bad in the first half, they looked very, very pedestrian. Yeah, in very a way, rough. they haven't looked all season. No, they faced adversity for the first time. And with credit to Wisconsin, sticking to their game, Jonathan Taylor running wild. Over 10 yards a carry, 130 yards in the first half, just running through that Ohio State defense. And Wisconsin defense locking down Justin Fields, locking down those dynamic wide receivers and J.K. Dobbins. Wisconsin really came out to fight in this game. You saw it with the deficit at halftime, and you're just like, oh, hold on. Is Wisconsin going to make a storm? Are they going to like maybe make a case for the playoffs even? And Ohio State, what, what's going to happen to them? The biggest issue, though, this cost them the number one spot in the playoffs. It did. That's, that, that's what everybody was thinking. I, I didn't catch the uh, selection show for the playoffs, but I was pretty, even with the I don't want to say weak effort, but even with the medium effort they showed in the Big Ten game, I still assumed that after blowing every single other team on their schedule out this season, they were assured the number one seed. And they showed the stats against them and LSU when I was watching that Big Ten championship game. And Ohio State had a better opponent-winning percentage. They faced a tougher schedule than LSU. They had more wins against the top 25. And so I assumed, even though they struggled with Wisconsin that they would still be uh, number one because I assumed all all of the stats backed them up but the playoff committee really looked at that eye test and said yeah Ohio State you you didn't do so hot this game we're gonna we're gonna dock you a bit for it and to be fair they scored 
27 unanswered points in the second half. They shut out Wisconsin in the second half completely. It was still an impressive victory for Ohio State. Very impressive. They rallied. Once they scored once in the second half, you could feel the momentum shifting, and I went, oh, I think Ohio State's going to get this one. Oh, no. I, I felt the worm turn pretty quick in that second half. But part of it is also the Georgia LSU game, which we'll get to in a minute. But the biggest issue again, or the biggest impact from this game, dropping Ohio State from that number one and number two spot, they end up having to face Clemson, which we'll get to our playoff breakdown. Still a very impressive game from the Ohio State Buckeyes. Again, mostly in the second half. Justin Fields, 299 yards and three touchdowns. J.K. Dobbins, 172 yards on the ground and a touchdown. The one issue... And I think this is why it took so long for Ohio State to get really get their gears moving. Chase Young was completely schemed around in this game. Yeah, I think Wisconsin probably showed the way for Clemson, for an LSU, if Ohio State wins to attack them in the title game. It's just chipping. It's a lot of help. It's a lot of help blocking. I mean, obviously, that's the plan for against any strong Michigan did the same thing. And I think Wisconsin saw that from the rivalry week and then brought that into their game plan for the conference championship. Yeah. And, but the problem with attacking Ohio state defense is they have so much talent. Their secondary is incredible. They have so many Wisconsin was just unable to air out the ball when they needed to. It's it Jack just Cohen is not going to win you a game with his arm. Yeah. He, he looked like he was going to win the game with his legs and the first half, but he, he couldn't quite get there. And part of that is the fact that the Ohio state secondary is so good. Now let's move on to the next game. You said you want to talk about Georgia LSU. This was probably the biggest game in terms of playoff implications. LSU ended up winning pretty handily. I mean, they 37 to 10. It wasn't at halftime. It was, they were up already by 20 Georgia. They looked like they did all season. Their offense was anemic. Jake from looking like he hasn't really progressed in terms of his career progression. 20 of 42, 225 yards, a touchdown. And then, his first two interceptions since the South Carolina game. The one thing, even though he hasn't shown he's like a reliable deep passer, he takes care of the ball. And LSU has a spotty defense, I think, to be sure. But they really came alive this game and shut down a Georgia offense. They've really shown up the last two weeks. Texas A&M holding them to seven points in rivalry weekend. And then now Georgia, who again, not the greatest offense, but still they have talented players. Yeah. A bit banged up. DeAndre Swift not running in this game. But they still have great wide receivers with pickins. Drake Fromm is a more than capable quarterback. This is the time to show up if you're on the Tigers. Because going into the playoffs, you get this momentum. This vault helps vaulted them to the number one spot. Oh, indeed. If where they now play Oklahoma. If you're LSU, you're thinking, yes, we're number one. We did not want to play Ohio State or Clemson in the first round. We wanted nobody, to play Oklahoma. Yeah, nobody wants to play Ohio State and or Clemson in the first round. Yeah, so I think if you're LSU, both this of them gives are you, very upset about I that. I mean, obviously, Clemson, yeah, you, which, you, which have we'll to keep, to. you have to keep an open mind, but if you're LSU, you're really thinking to yourself, yes, this is where we want to be, and I think they should have a lot of confidence to be able to win the title. Well, when you have the Heisman winner with yes. Joe Burrow, you, we know he's getting it, especially after that performance, 349 yes. yards and four touchdowns. I mean, we can... And then another... 40-some on the ground. Yeah, like just incredible game from Joe Burrow. You know, every every social media is replaying that. I wanted to go Nebraska, but they would, did, wouldn't want, didn't want to take me. Which Not is kind once, of true, but twice. Which is kind of true. It's more complicated than that. We don't really have time to get into it. That's another episode. In this episode, though, I credit you, Nate. And I'm, I wasn't necessarily shocked by this. It was more of a hope pick for me going with Utah. But the Oregon Ducks, 
dominant performance on Friday night, 37 to 15 over the Utes. It was kind of how I expected this game to go. I thought Oregon had more offensive firepower. I didn't think Utah's offense quite had enough to get it done. If the if the Ducks were really firing on all cylinders, I think they had the talent. I think they had the scheme to really put the hurt on them, Utah. And it just happened like that. They were up a couple touchdowns. And it's to beat a team like Utah, Utah's kind of like Georgia, in which they have a great defense. But you get a cup ahead a couple scores on them, and you go, all right. Can you beat us through the air? And Utah was unable to. Yeah, Tyler Huntley really struggled in this game. 193 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Zach Moss, 113 yards, and then had 57 and a touchdown receiving. So their offense was there, but not quite up to what it needed to be. And their defense really struggled slowing down the run. Verdell, 208 yards and three touchdowns on the ground for the Oregon Ducks, ripping through that Utah defense. Oregon looked really good. You have to, if you're, if you're a and duck. And they were, they were the best, one of the best rushing defenses coming into this game. And I think I know what you're going to say. If you're if you're Oregon, you got to be thinking, man, what if on these playoffs? How did you lose to Herm Edward? Wise knowledge. Indeed. Wise knowledge, indeed. Shane, the Pac-12 out of the playoffs once again. And this is becoming a regular occurrence. Maybe we'll get one one of these years. Uh, the final... <laughs> the final, the final I don't know, Power I don't Five conference championship game, a nail biter to the very end. Man, they dropped a sixty burger on them. Well, it was a nail biter to see if they could drop seventy. Well, they couldn't. So sad. <laughs> they were sad very tigers. close. Uh, Clemson blew out Virginia. I mean, prop- blowing out Virginia is a very big understatement, Nate. Clemson completely demolished the living soul of Virginia into the dirt. This would have been true no matter what Coastal team was going to play them. We knew this coming in. Our literal prediction for it last week was props to Virginia, but they're going to get smashed, and they got smashed. Trevor Lawrence looks good. Clemson's offensive weapons are about as good as they were predicted to be coming in the season. It's going to be a slugfest in the playoffs to try and take them out. I to abs- try and take them out? Who do you think is taking them out? Clemson Tigers are the best team in the nation, Nate. I don't think so. You don't think so? I th- Listen. Let's you, break it down. Okay, we'll t- we can talk about the playoffs. Number one, LSU versus number four, Oklahoma. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Clemson. Okay. Clemson is the first team, I think it was 1966, that has started the season number one and is at number three to end the regular season. Yeah. Let's and go with, undefeated yeah, in that. We can start with the one versus four matchup. I don't think Oklahoma has no shot to win this game. They will put up points. C.D. Lamb is going to get the best of this LSU secondary. Jalen Hurts, he's played LSU plenty of times. The man can run. His legs are going to help Oklahoma out. Oklahoma can play defense like they did against Baylor. If the, yeah, I if, think there's a chance. If they can bring the defense that they brought to the Big 12 Championship... There's an outside shot. I think Joe Burrow is going to rip apart that defense. Yes. It's been off and on all season with Alex Grinch and that Oklahoma defense. I want to see them really step up. I think Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Jefferson, Clyde Edwards, they're too much. Yeah. The Tiger offense is just too much this year. I think so, too. I think they will eventually pull away from the Sooners and get the win. The more dynamic game, Nate, the bigger game. Always happens to be two and three. I mean, I guess you always get kind of that one and four. You top seed, low seed. That's kind of makes, the, the kind Alabama, of makes sense. Alabama, Ohio State a few years ago. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. 
But the two and three game, Ohio State and Clemson, and honestly, majority of people in the nation think, okay, your one, two, and three are all like at a very high level, and they're all kind of fighting for that. And then you have that fourth spot just because you need that fourth team to yeah. even out the playoffs. But this Ohio State Clemson game, this is the most intriguing game of the college football season this year. I I, I agree. I hate Dabo Sweeney. I hate his rants when he's like, nobody believes in Clemson. Nobody believes. Nobody in- does believe in Clemson. Oh my god! Do not. I believe in Clemson. Do not. Then- you, you, I have you, believed you, you in think Clemson you say that like long. I haven't believed in Clemson like like nobody has thought they wouldn't cruise to the playoffs. Everybody everybody has thought it's that. It's not about the cruising to the playoffs. It's about not being the number one team in the nation. They are. This is the best team in the nation. No, I Ohio State's the best team in the country. You think Ohio State's gonna win it all? I do. I have Clemson winning it all. I'm saying an All Tiger National Championship. You're saying and Buckeye Tiger. Yeah. This Clemson Ohio State game, what are some of what's the big breakdown for you? I think Ohio State is more of a complete team on defense. I think they have the best defensive player in the nation. They're the only team in the modern era to have a Heisman finalist on offense and on defense. Ohio State's not a bad team. I'm not saying this. They do have the best they player. They have the best secondary they, in football. They have the best player in all of football, I think, with Chase Young. Yes. Best Justin the, Fields, be- the best defensive Dobbins. player since Nadama Katsu. Uh, an incredible slew of wide receivers. Clemson can match them toe for toe. They can. Listen. Easily. Clemson, Clemson has an incredible offensive weapons. Travis Etienne. T. Higgins, T. Higgins. Justin Ross. Trevor Lawrence. I know. I mean, I will say one thing is that I think a lot of people have been sleeping on Trevor Lawrence this season. He uh, threw eight picks instead of six. Oh my God. The world's ending. It's more Clemson's like it's bad. more like in the first couple of weeks he was kind of throwing for pedestrian numbers. But the last the like new, six the last six new offensive the last six weeks of the season, he has been absolutely lighting it up. I'm not saying I think Clemson I think the winner of this game is going to win the title. I just think it's gonna be Ohio State, because I think they have top to bottom, the best players on the field. We'll we'll do a little deeper dive on this on our playoff predictions and our bowl predictions. Nate Mombach and Alex Fernando coming at you with the college football news from the second string. Your news, your analysis, your breakdowns, all the good stuff of college football. That was your conference championship week breakdown. Clemson's going to win it all, by the way. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Go Big Red.